And here's what I want to ask you. What is holding you back? What is the thing that's holding you back from going after your dreams and from finding meaningful work you love? Aren't you ready to wake up to the possibilities that are in your life and go after the things you've dreamt of? It's time for you to feel alive again, lit up, and for you to know that you're deserving and you are worthy for the future that's waiting for you. I want you to feel fulfilled and find abundance in your life. I think it's time and I'm ready to help you get started. Now I'm your host, Kristen, of Building a Life You Love. And each week on the show, we're going to help you figure out how you do go after your dreams and find work you love. Here we go. Let's get started. I think you're going to get a lot out of today's conversation as we dig into understanding what your core values are and how you use those to design your life. We're going to talk about how you awaken your soul's purpose, how we step into our own uniqueness, and then how we use tools like journaling and getting with quiet nature to help us step into those things. So let's dive in. Hi, today on the show, I would like to welcome Lydia Knorr. She is a health and wellness advocate and educator. She is a speaker and author. She was a contributing author to the best-selling book, Ignite Your Inner Soul, and she is a motivating and inspirational person. Welcome, Lydia. Thank you so much. Thrilled to be here. Absolutely. I can't wait to dive into this conversation. Can you start with telling us a little bit about your backstory and your journey on kind of how things in your life transpired to get you to moving into this space where you're motivating and inspiring people? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, so I was a registered dietitian for 25 years. And within that space, I had many different opportunities to work in various facets of the industry. And a couple of highlights for me were when I was able to be an educator, uh, working in my alma mater, teaching students, uh, up and coming dietitians. And then further to that, working in media and speaking from a stage. And that was sort of my sweet spot. So there was always something um, that resonated with me, you know, having an audience and engaging with people and getting to share an important message. Uh, But about maybe 10, 15, 10 years ago, I'll say, um, I started feeling like there was more that I was meant to be doing with my life. And I didn't know what that was. I was feeling an inner restlessness, Kristen, you know, what is my bigger purpose in this lifetime? And the thing is, you know, I had this beautiful life. I had a good career. I had a wonderful marriage. I had three beautiful daughters. We had created a really nice, you know, uh, life for ourselves. And so I almost felt a little bit guilty voicing this, but I, you know, I had a great relationship with my husband and I'd say, you know, something's missing for me. You know, I know there's more that I'm meant to be doing with my life. Yeah. And he'd say, just figure out what that looks like, you know, do what makes you happy, you know, and, and, you know, but don't spend too much time stressing over it. Just enjoy the moment, be present. And I'd say, hmm, easier said than done. It seemed to be easier for him than it was for me. But, you know, so I just kind of rolled with it. And, you know, fortunately, I did have that relationship where I could be open about it and just say, I'm, I'm searching for something and I'm looking for something that's going to really speak to me from the inside. Anyway, fast forward, and my husband is in a really busy career of his own, and he's, you know, doing a lot of traveling, and I can see the toll it's taking on him. And this is going now over a period of like on and off for years. But, you know, around the same time that I sort of had that conversation with him, I could really see his energy waning. And I said, you know, I'm a little bit concerned about what's happening with you here. You know, are you okay? Because we always have this check-in point, are you happy? And he's like, yeah, I'm happy. He goes, it's a grind. And it's going to be the next year and a half to two years of this kind of travel. But, you know, we'll get there. We'll settle in. I'll build this business to a point where I can step back, you know, in about a year or two. 
Well, that year or two never came, Kristen, because I got a phone call one day at three o'clock in the morning while he was traveling in China. And the news on the other end told me that he had died. And so you can imagine the devastation of that. And I remember sitting with the news and somehow not being completely shocked just because of what I had witnessed in terms of the fatigue and the waning. And but also feeling this immense connection to him, somehow just understanding what transpired and and feeling his transition. It was really weird, but I all of a sudden realized that something bigger is at work in my life here. There's something that I'm connecting to, whether it's his energy or the universe, I don't know what it is, but I knew that it was something that I really wanted to, to hold on to. And so in the months and the years that followed his passing, I started transitioning my own practice of of care to, to turning inward and looking to, you know, focusing on the health of my emotional well-being, my mental well-being, my spiritual well-being. And what I realized through all these practices is that it helped me discover an inner peace that I had never had before. And that was the missing piece that I was looking for when I'd had that conversation many months earlier or years earlier saying, you know, something's missing for me. Yeah. That missing piece was finding my inner peace. And when I was able to connect with that, I realized that that sweet spot of speaking from a stage and, you know, that I had done in my work as a dietitian, now the message was going to expand to being about connecting to your most authentic self so that you can nurture all parts of you, not just your physical well-being. And so that became my bigger message. And that's how I stumbled upon discovering you, your own uniqueness, because I had essentially discovered me by finding my inner peace with everything that had happened in my life. And then the story goes on, you know, there were, there were peaks, you know, ups and downs and ebbs and flows as happens in everyone's journey. A year and a half after I lost my husband, I had cancer. So that kind of threw me a curveball again. Right. And, you know, I'm always looking for the meaning in something, right. And I had found meaning in what had happened through his passing. And now I had to ask myself, what is happening here? Why are you going through this? And the cancer was in my thyroid and, you know, there was risk of losing my voice. It was, the surgery was centered around my vocal cords and it was quite extensive. I had two surgeries in the space of a year. And I sat back with that and just said, what is, what is the meaning behind all of this? There's always a message in it. And for me, that meant you really need to go out there and start using your voice. You need to get out there in front of people, whether it's on a stage or on a page, you need to share your message and your message is that when you can step into the most authentic version of yourself, in other words, discovering your own uniqueness, yeah. you can live in a way that is the healthiest version possible, the best version possible of who you are. And, you know, people kind of look at that, you know, in, in an obvious way sometimes and say, that's a no brainer. But the reality is, you know, we all struggle with that inner restlessness. Like I experienced those Absolutely. demons, you know, that, devil on the left shoulder and the angel on the right shoulder and those combating voices in our heads. And, you know, the reality is the only relationship you can ever walk away from in your life is the one you have with yourself. So why not work on that and nurture that one the most? And that's the message I try and drive home. Mm, so much there. Gosh. So thank you for sharing, you know, kind of how you got to this point. And the thing is, I think you're so right. I think just the way that our culture, you know, our culture's we were raised, there's so many layers, right? It's kind of like quiet down or don't be this way or ladies are supposed to be this way. You know, so we get all these messages our whole lives. And I think it it doesn't let us think that we can be wholly ourselves necessarily, right? Whether on purpose or not, Correct. it just happens. 
So I think a lot of us Correct. do have to find a way to reconnect with our whole self, you know, and that, like you said, that inner peace. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. We're going to have lots of relationships in our lives, but the only one that, like you said, that's the most important one is the work we do in ourselves, because if we haven't done that work, it's really hard to, you know, have the other relationships, I think, or as good as they can be, I guess. So can you tell us a little bit more about so the discovering the inner peace, what did that work look like? And I'm guessing you helped some people in that area. So what is, you know, what kind of recommendations or suggestions do you have for people to kind of connect with that inner peace in themselves? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And again, it's all based on my own experiences and my own learnings. And, you know, everybody has something different that resonates with them. For me, it was spending a lot of time in nature. That's a, that's a huge go-to for me. And just getting quiet and sitting with whatever thoughts and feelings and came to me. And just allowing those to flow and understand that, you know, that's, that's a very natural process and to honor it, right? Because that's your, that's your instinct, your gut, your inner spirit, whatever you want to call it. That's the part of you that knows you best that's speaking to you. So just pay attention. And so the work that I do with people is primarily focused on aligning with your core values. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, again, it's another one of those um, times where I often have people say, well, yeah, I know what I value. You know, I value honesty and I value integrity and I value all these things. And you know, my, my target audience is women who were in a similar place in their lives as I was, you know, I call them the midlife wife that those feelings of restlessness, who am I, what's my bigger purpose in this lifetime. And, you know, they may or may not have gone through a pivotal life event or events like I did. It might just be the ebbs and flows of life. It might be children leaving the nest and them wondering, you know, what's next for me. You know, I've spent all this time focusing on somebody else or so many other people and not myself. So, you know, I love working with that group specifically. And the other reason I love working with them is because the first thing that women will always say to me when I say, what do you value? And they'll say family. And I'll say, well, family is an institution. So what is it about that institution that you value? And it'll be, you know, connection, nurturing, safety, security, all these things that, you know, family provides. And I'll say me too. I absolutely do. But the priority that I place on that value isn't the same as it was when my kids were much younger, because now my kids are grown and spreading their wings and finding out what they value and working on bringing more of that into their lives so that they can live in a way that feels whole and healthy and authentic to them. And so this is where I like, this is where I focus the work because a lot of people don't realize that as life ebbs and flows and changes, so will your values. You may still have those core values, but they may grow or expand. So I'll use the example of health. So as I spoke to you, you know, I was a registered dietitian for 25 years. I was out there speaking my, you know, health and wellness messaging But now my definition or my value around health has expanded to include my emotional and spiritual well-being as well. So I bring practices into my life that nurture those parts of my life as well as my physical well-being. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. So then let's say that, you know, we're talking to somebody and they're like, yeah, I don't, I think I know my core values, but to your point. So can you tell us, give us some examples, like you just said, it would be defining that for you, that it's important that regularly you're doing things to nurture your holistic health, right? So you're, like you said, mm-hmm. your spiritual, your physical and your mental health. But do you tell mm-hmm. people they should sort of write down these values so they're revisiting them and making sure they're fitting in those priorities in their life? Or in other words, what do, what do you do from there once you sort of understand what's important to you at this stage or this season in your life? Correct. Yeah, that's, that's I love the way you put that at this season in your life for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. and then you just find ways to integrate them. You know, bring them, find ways 
to make this a part of your everyday. And it doesn't have to be time consuming, right? You know, if connection is something that you value, Kristen, and whether that's connection to people or to something unseen, like, again, connection is the value of mine. As you know, I love that connection to people from a stage. Um, But then I love connecting to something that I can't see as well. Find ways to integrate that. And you can you can nurture many parts of your well-being by doing one thing. You know, nature serves many purposes in my life, um, not just, you know, right? It's it, it, it touches upon a number of my values. You know, so find ways to integrate them into your life so that you, you can refuel right. that deepest need in yourself. You know, it's like it's watering that, the roots, right? right? And, you know, if you can do that, it, you know, because the thing is life is throwing you curveballs, not just at different points in your life, but every day something happens that, you know, makes you step back or will annoy you or, you know, what's unanticipated, whatever it is. But when you're living from a place that feels really authentic and aligned with who you are, you know how to be really grounded. Like you just know how to kind of come back to that place of centeredness and groundedness very quickly and not really not be ruffled by too much. Yeah. No, I love it. Cause what I like about the personal core values. So it's obviously it's, they're really about what is important for us to build our life around, right? What are the things like you said, mm-hmm. that we need, we need to know that are so important that we come back to those things regularly. Unlike values, you might say, like, these are my company values, right? Because those are important, but it's how we interact with people. These are more about how we interact with ourselves and the world, I think is kind of what you right. were saying. Yeah, I think and I, I think it's really it's really important to have that that time to yourself mm-hmm. to also be honest with yourself about what resonates with you because you just said something which we are all um none of us, you know, can can avoid. And that is the expectations and the values of others of whether it's our our workplace, whether it's our family, something we grew up with, you know, understanding, believing, or being told to believe, whether it's even in within the four walls of our home, you know, what the, how the relationships have evolved and what those expectations are around those relationships. But Mm -hmm. who are you on your own outside of all of that? And I, it's interesting because I have three daughters and so we're a home, you know, four women, you know, my husband has been gone for eight years now, you know, we're female strong for sure. And I always try and encourage my (laughs) girls to say, you know, but I, I I remind them, you know, I was Lydia before I was a wife. I was Lydia before I was a mom. I had, you know, almost 30 years on my own before I was your mom. And, you know, so there's a lot to me that has nothing to do with being a, a wife or a mother or any of that. And there's a lot that I want to continue to explore, you know, so I really encourage that in my girls too to really identify with who you are, get strong in who you are and know who you are. That doesn't mean that life isn't going to be full of, you know, needing to accommodate for other people and compromise, but never lose sight of who you are because that's, that's your happy place, right? When you know who you are. And the thing is when you're happy and healthy, everybody else benefits from that. hundred percent agree. And I think that I love that you just said that because I think you're right, especially as a woman, right? And if you're a mother or a wife or even just a daughter, we are, you know, even if it's subconsciously or it's it's not necessarily said out loud, although it, it is in most meetings, you're right. It's like we're the caregivers, mo- often multiple people or generations of people, right? We're the one that tries to figure all the things out. And I mm-hmm. I have a similar message, right? Which is you do, you there's still me, there's still you, right? There's still all the things we have interest in and that we want to pursue and our passions and our, like you said, our um our interests. And I I just love that you said that because I think a lot of people do kind of say, I'm gonna put me on hold or parts of me on hold instead of I can be a mom, I can be a wife, I can be a friend and a sister. 
but I can still have all these interests and I can still have, you know, I can still pursue all my things, right? We can do both. And, um, you know, I said a lot, it's, it's this and that it doesn't have to be one or the other, you know? So I think that's really great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, sometimes what I come up against is women who will say, I want that too, but I don't even know where to begin. Like, I don't even know who I am or I've lost touch with who I am because I've just been so ensconced in everything else that's, you know, around me, being a parent, being a partner, being a daughter, what have you. One of the tools that I use as well and that I coach on is journaling because I find that to be, and, and the, and the, thing that people go, oh, you know, I don't write or, you know, if they find it intimidating, I'm like, it's only for your eyes. It's only a place for you to put your thoughts and your feelings down and your hopes and your dreams for no one else to see. It's only for you. Right. And if it's something that you can get in the habit of doing. So for example, I write morning pages every single day. Uh-huh. It might be three pages worth or one, one page worth. It doesn't matter, but I write something on a page every single day just to write, whether it's something I woke up with in my head from a dream, anything right. at all just to get it down on the page, but it's a great place. It's for my eyes only. It's just for me. And if I want to go back and tease something out of there that I want to incorporate into some of the work I'm doing or apply it to something else, great. But it really, it's just a place for you to be honest with who you are. Where else can you be? Again, it's going back to that relationship with yourself and nurturing that relationship with you. And journaling is a great place to just put your most honest feelings and thoughts down and nobody else ever has to see them, but it's, it's a great place to unload. So it's a super tool. Yeah, no, I love that. And I, I've talked about it on the podcast, you know, a handful of times with different people, because I agree with you. It's a very powerful tool and there's so many ways to use it, right? Some people, it might be morning mm-hmm. pages. Some people, it might be wrapping up the end of the day, seeing if there's patterns. Like you said, maybe you're having something tough that's going on. So it's writing about that, right? To get it down. Yeah. And I, I love that you said that because I think you're right. It also lets us start getting comfortable with our own opinions and our own feelings and connecting with ourselves. Like you said, we're not trying to satisfy anybody else. We're not trying to write for what someone will think. It's just about, you know, us in that quiet time with ourselves and our thoughts, you know? So I think. Yes. And again, it's another way of nurturing you, right? Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love that. So what about, you know, you, you sort of touched on this, obviously with your, your backstory, but how can somebody connect um, at a higher level with their soul's purpose. You know, like if, like you said, there's a lot of people that, you know, you hit uh, midlife or almost midlife or maybe empty nester stage or, or whatever, right. A big life transition happens, whether you're younger or older, mm-hmm. but we start questioning, you know, like, is this, isn't there more, or I want to have more, right? Like I want to leave a mark. I want to leave a bigger legacy, yeah. whatever it is. So do you have suggestions for people on how do we sort of like dig into that a little bit more? And then how do we sort of get on that path? You know, is it little, little Mm -hmm. changes or is it something else? Yeah. You know what? So there's so much in that question (laughs) Um, and so many, so many places I could go, but I'm just going to keep it sort of tight. Um, I would say, get really quiet with yourself. Take, take the time if you can to yourself to just sit quietly and as much as you can, and whether it's through meditation is tough. I find a lot of people have a really hard time with meditation. So I'm not going to say meditate. That's something that you yeah. might be able to grow into from, from my first suggestion, which is just to sit quietly. And this is why I love nature, yeah. especially by the water and just watch the water and don't think about anything. Just, just watch it, let it flow. Don't just shut your mind down. And then all of a sudden you'll realize two things. If you can do that for a period of time, you'll realize once you move away from that, how peaceful you were. 
Because when you're in the present moment and nothing else is going on for you and you don't have thoughts that are rapidly, you know, leading in and out of your mind, you're peaceful no matter what. And, and you'll probably even notice that your breathing has really slowed down. Um, you'll notice all sorts of physiological things that happen too when you're in that place of quiet stillness. Uh-huh. So if you can do something like that for yourself, that's a really simple, easy way. What will ultimately end up happening is, is random thoughts and feelings will come at you without overthinking or, you know, and just things will come to you and then honor it. Just say, hey, or maybe be curious about it and say, what was that thought about? Or what was there in something I witnessed, you know, on the water that spoke to me where there was a message? Just honor it yeah. because it's, yeah. it's real. Um, and it's, it's yours to interpret however you want to interpret it. Yeah. Oh. So good. So, so I would say definitely get, yeah, definitely get quiet with, with nature for sure. Um, and, you know, and trust in, trust in the fact that whatever comes at you, Kristen, it's real and it's nobody knows you better than you. So who is anyone to challenge or question it? So why would you, right? It's um, you. I love it. Yeah. So first of all, I love it because I'm very much aligned with that. I, you know, if I'm not in nature regularly, you know, every night I sit outside, of course, go for walks. And, you know, that's the next thing on my list is, you know, a house on the water versus just the same neighborhood we've lived in for a long time, because, you know, that's my happy place for sure. You know, it's, it's where yeah. I feel, like you said, cathartic and just calm. But I, uh, what I like is, I think, like you said about getting back to center, I think you have to get quiet to know what center is, right? Or what quiet feels like and what calm feels like. And then once you experience that, to your point, you're like, wait a minute, is, is everything else I'm doing? How far is that from this, right? And how do we get back right. like you said, to reconnect or recharge or to get quiet? So I think that's so important. And the other thing is we forget our lives get so noisy, you know, and mm-hmm. there's so much stress, but noise, right? Too much noise can actually be another stressor. You know, in other words, our, um, our environment. So for me, you know, for, this is a silly example, but when I listen to a podcast, I listen to it on normal speed. My husband listens to his podcast at one and a half times or two. As soon as I hear it in his car, I'm like, you have to turn it off. It makes me feel almost a little crazy, actually. It's because yes. for me, yeah. that's too high level of a, I'm already a high energy person. So it's, it's too yeah. much. Like, I'm like, I, I'd rather quiet, right? Because I know for me, that literally raises my stress level, you know, for whatever, mm-hmm. for him, it doesn't, you know, but so the point is, is we have to start understanding, like, if that doesn't work for me, so I'm going to stay away from you know, it turning it up like that, you know, but for someone else that might be okay. But to your point, getting in nature, you know, it's, I don't know anyone that I've met that if they've actually done it, they haven't said it's not cathartic, you know, if they give it the time, if they actually, you know, don't spend five minutes out there. But so I love that. The other thing you brought up that I think is so important, and these are definitely topics or themes that come up often, um, you know, with my guests and with myself is you talked about getting curious and earlier you talked about exploring or exploration. And I think the key to life, right? The key to continuing to improve ourselves and continuing to understand ourselves better and to be happy, to be honest or, or find joy is if you're just curious, like what would happen if I did this? Or what would happen if I just tried this thing? Or like you said, exploration or discovery, you know, the whole getting out of routine, you know, you find that you're very lit up when you try something new. You know, and I think a lot of people, the reason in midlife, I think that people kind of go, what else is there is because most days start looking very similar and we haven't mm-hmm. been trying as many things, right? Or, or being as curious. And so I think those are two yeah. really important things that you brought up in the, the conversation that I would encourage people, you know, just sometimes 
just like little children, right? Like be curious around you know, your environment. Like, like you said, where do I feel most calm? Where do I feel centered? Where do I feel aligned? What questions came to me? But we have to be open to right. that curiosity and that exploration, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. So that was one tool for sure. And then another, and, and you actually just touched upon this too. And we talked about, um, you know, curiosity and creativity and, you know, your inner child. And sometimes, yeah. you know, going back to channeling that, you know, some other writing that I love to do with, um, with people is very targeted writing. It's like memoir writing. And uh-huh. it was something that I did um, prompted on a wonderful, from a wonderful book that I read. And it was taking your life in different segments, Kristen. And, you know, using targeted questions, you know, who were the key players in your life? Where did you live? What smells, tastes, sounds do you remember? Who were your best friends? You know, it's very targeted yeah. questions at different points in your life. But when what inevitably ends up happening is you start to see the threads weave, you know, from the time you were little to, you know, sort of midlife and maybe some of the choices you made personally, professionally, what have you. And then it gives you a window to a point in your life where you go, okay, what's next for me? Because sometimes, you know, we can get to that what's next as we talked about and go, who am I? What, what is this all about? What am I meant to do? But if you can go back to the early days and start to see the threads and the patterns, and I'm going to give you an example. Yeah. You know, I sort of jumped in the middle of my story when I talked about my sweet spot on the stage, working in media, educating as a dietitian, and how that landed me. Help me see that, you know, once I went through some of those pivotal life changes and found some new parts of myself or found really a more important message to share how that landed me to what I'm doing now. But if I went back to that writing that I did, when I was a little girl, I loved, I would spend hours singing in my parents' basement. I never told anybody that I would spend hours, but I was too shy at that point in my life to say, I want to do something with my voice. But I realize now that that calling to use my voice was there from the time I was a little girl. And it wasn't until I went back and did that memoir writing that I realized, oh, that that desire to use your voice was always there. Right. Oh, so no, it I did mean, carry through in some yeah. like, right. So it's really yeah. neat when you can do things like that, too. And and see, in, inevitably, so we talk about this all the time with kids. Kids are creative by nature, you know, and they're curious and they're exploring and they play and they just do what feels good. Just, and it's that thing my husband would just say, just do what makes you happy. <laughs> if you can, right, right. right. If you can hang on to those things, that's, that's actually, it's not, it's not for naught, right. It's actually right. a very valuable thing to do, right. To play, to do what makes you happy because that will land you to where you're meant to be. And it's really important at this point in our lives. I think where we do find ourselves either as empty nesters or, you know, um, finishing up with one career and looking for our what's next. Um, it can, it can morph into something really beautiful rather than just being at loose ends, but it's, it does take work like anything else. And the work is now on yourself and that's really fun work. I mean, growing into more of who you are is such a beautiful experience. I like that you gave that example because I have a similar example, actually, you know, as a kid, one thing I wanted to be is a national geographic photographer. I say that's like my decade or two in the future, probably, but it probably won't be necessarily for them, right? But I do love taking photos, so I take photos. I just don't do it professionally. The other thing, though, that in the same thing, I didn't share it and thought, oh, I can't be that, is I would write little poems or I would write. But I always thought, oh, I can't be a writer, right? I mean, now I do writing. But my point is, it took me till, you know, the last handful of years to think, oh, actually, I can do that. You know, but I think I thought, oh, I'm, I'm better at writing, but my grammar, right? I'm, I was like, run on sentence queen. and But I thought, oh, that means... I wouldn't be a good writer. You know, obviously I wasn't introduced to what an editor was at that time, I guess. But the point is, is I think revisiting things you 
maybe you just missed for yourself early on because someone else either told you you're not good at it or you dismissed it because you didn't think it was a possibility. But if you had some enjoyment in it, like you said, it's just about exploring it. Nobody's saying you have to go do it full time tomorrow and show it to the world. Right. But kind of let yourself, like you said, say, oh, well, what would that be like? What would I write about? Or what would I, like you said, I like being in front of people, you know, but just give yourself permission, right? To say, I don't have to figure this all out. I just have to say, you know, this is something that I enjoyed, or like you said, made me happy, or there were signals sometime in my life that that was something that was a part of me, you know, or, or, or an interest to me. So I like that. And I think if more people, I think the more we share things like this, little examples, people start realizing like, Oh, you know, I had something like that too, that I kind of just forgot because it was 15 or 50 years ago. And then when they start revisiting it, they realize there's something actually there, right? Some piece or some key that helps them unlock it. So I think that's really lovely. Yeah. Very good. Well, and the thing is we never stop growing, right, Kristen? I mean, that's the thing. We never stop growing. We never stop learning. So we have so many opportunities in our lives to be learners and teachers, you know, through our own personal growth. And the more we can, you know, share our gifts with the world, the happier we are. And therefore, the happier we make everything and everyone else around us because we're, we're, you know, vibrating at a higher frequency. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. And, you know, I, I, whether it's a relationship, it's, or it's like you said, our connections or the work we're doing, if you're not growing, you're stagnant. Right. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I think we don't realize that we're being stagnant in some part of our life until you realize, well, hold on, do I actually want to be stagnant? Like, do I want this to not be moving or changing? You know, and I think if we look at it more that way, right, it's either growth or stagnant, you know, or maybe there's a holding pattern. But the point is, I want to always be growing. Like you said, I want to be learning and growing and finding new experiences. And so I think if people looked at the perspective a little differently, they'd realize, well, hold on, just like in a marriage or a friendship, if you're not putting the effort in to grow it and to nurture it and to make it better, then it's, it's, it's getting stagnant, right? Or it's withering because you're not putting in work. And so I think we always yeah. have to remind each other that, hey, it takes effort and it takes the continuous desire to grow and to learn. Yeah. And I love what you just said about desire. And I find that too, especially as women again, and and working with women in particular, there's always this reservation um, and and unwarranted sense of belief that, you know, you're not entitled or allowed to to do what's best for you. Right. And I always just say, make a list. You know, we're so good at making lists as women, but make your pros and cons list, your yes and your no list, you know, and just, you know, say to yourself, like, why can't I? Or, you know, when people say, I don't know, can I do this? Or, you know, I, it was something I was good at, you know, 20 years ago, but I don't know, you know, can I, I'm like, well, flip that around and say, you know, instead of, can I say I can, you know? Right. Absolutely. It's really simple. It's mindset. And and that's what a lot of this is. It's just shifting yeah. your mindset. It's giving yourself permission to say, why not? Right. Absolutely. Well, yeah, it, um, it's, you know, it's kind of like, why can't you live boldly, you know, but you're right. You just have to be willing to be like, I'm just going to give it a little try you know, and see kind of what happens. Because I do think you're right, a lot of women, especially don't give themselves permission, or they're they don't want to be truly honest, either with themselves or other people about their their real desires. Like you said, let's say somebody always had a dream of singing in front of people, but they're afraid to say it, whether it's because they're afraid they'll fail, or they won't, people won't think they're good, whatever the reason, but they've basically been telling that same message over and over to themselves. Instead of just saying, like, I love to sing. So who cares, right? Like, why does it matter? It brings me joy. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's a good reminder, you know, to tell people just like you said, 
don't don't keep telling yourself you can't just go for it you know what do you want not what yeah. do you want yeah uh, I, I always it. try to remind people yeah i try to remind people you know um you know, and it, this goes along with just being present in the moment, but, you know, watch little kids at play or even watch animals at play. You and I talked about, you know, you have dogs yeah. and I have a dog and yeah. they're so in the moment. <laughs> Absolutely. They feel no way about anything other than what they're doing in that moment. And actually yeah. there's a lot to be learned from that. Yeah. So. Oh, and there's a quote I'll have to share at the end of this episode when I, you know, when it, before it releases, but it's, and I don't remember who said it, but I have it somewhere, but it's basically something about you know, you look at children at play and think they should be doing something more important, but what's more important than being happy, you know? And so I'll find the quote, but it's literally something like Amen. that. And I wish I remembered oh, it exactly, yeah. but I'll, I'll add it to the end. But so you kind of pointed yeah. that out earlier and I a hundred percent agree with you because we somehow think the work of being happy is unimportant, you know, because we're told you better get a good job and make money and it better be stable. And, but obviously at this, in this decade, we're learning that that's, you know, it's really not about that. It's like you said, it's about finding that purpose and where are you aligned and where do you just, are you at that vibration? And, you know, where is it that you really are, um, you know, where you're meant to be, right? Where you're meant to do that type yeah. of work. And, you know, it's, I, I love what you just said and I want to repeat it. And I said it earlier on too, and it kind of goes back to my backstory of, you know, when I was, when my husband was still alive and, and he yeah. would say, just do what makes you happy. I mean, that was our check-in point all, all the time. Are you happy or just do what makes you happy? And that is something that I have, um, you know, carried forward in my relationship with my daughters. And I always say, just do what makes you happy. Yeah. And, you know, obviously there's a certain level of, um, responsibility, you know, in terms of yes. if you're going to succeed in life, you know, you know, in terms of education and, you know, setting yourself up for success, but it has to be really balanced with just do what makes you happy. And that's how my kids live their lives. And so, as we talked about, particularly with this, you know, this time and place in history where, you know, the world is online and the kids have been in school online you know, one of my daughters is doing her studies online, but she's doing them in British Columbia, which is another province outside of where we live because her happy place is in the mountains. And, you know, she's just, she's made that her on and off home for the last three years. And I, I'm behind her 150% on that because it makes her happy. And she's still setting herself up for success in terms of, you know, maintaining her studies, but she's doing them in a place that makes her happy and that feeds her soul. And I'm all over that. So I would, I would never, ever try and um, dissuade anybody from doing what makes them happy. I think yeah. it's, it's the best advice you can give yeah. and it's going to set yourself up for success and everybody else around you too. Oh, I love it. And I wish when we were young and I think the kids, the, pe the kids coming up now, right. Or the young adults, they are hearing that a bit more than maybe when we were, you know, coming up. And I'm so thankful for that because mm -hmm. I think that message message was missed. Right. Um, so I'm so, yeah. I'm so glad for that. And I think you're right. You know, the whole, you know, COVID and this pandemic and everything, one of the, the good things that did come out of it, right? Because there's plenty of things that weren't great is that people are mm -hmm. re-evaluating re their life and their lifestyles. And they've yeah. really gotten quiet with um, what is it they want? And what is it that really, you know, they, they're realizing they don't have to do what society or their, their community told yeah. them. They're realizing, hold on. I don't want to work at a corporate building every day. Like you said, a lot of people are moving out of the cities at this point or have already because they're remote yeah. now, you know, not every job can be remote. And I understand that, but there's so many that can be, and people are saying, you know what, this isn't what I want for my future. And so I think that is something good that's come out of this is people are really reflecting on where they've been and the pace we are all living and saying, 
doesn't yeah. have to be this way, you know? So I think that has yeah. one of the things that came out of it that was very lovely, you know? Yeah. It's funny, you know, when COVID first happened and, you know, everyone, you know, the question that everybody would have for each other is, you know, how are you managing? How are you coping? And I laughed, I giggled. I said to my daughters, I said, everybody now gets my life because my life right. has been all about going for walks <laughs> and spending time in nature and just getting quiet right. and, and yes. focusing on what's important. And, and really like everybody's caught up now. This is awesome. Yeah, I'm like, everybody gets my life now. And yeah. I was so happy about that. You know, I thought yeah. it's, it's good. You know, yeah. we need to just as, as a world globally, you know, just to, to slow down and absolutely be, it, this has been a time to really, in many ways, force us just to, just to get quiet and understand, you know, what we value it to take stock of what really matters in our yeah. own lives. Right. So I think there's a lot of good that comes from it. And that's another point I want to make too, uh, which, which really is part of discovering you too, because it's your own personal um, things that you place importance and, and um, gratitude toward, but practicing gratitude, I think is a huge tool on many levels. It's, yeah. it puts you in the present moment, first and foremost. And particularly when times aren't good, for example, in a, in a situation like we've just gone through as a globe or in situations like my own, you know, when you go through life changing events that are really big, when you can find the silver linings in those things and say, what is the learning in this? You know, how can I grow from it? You know, wh what can I be thankful for? That's a huge opportunity to live from your heart and to be really present and to grow within yourself. Oh, I love it. I think that's so good. All of it. So I have loved our conversation today. And before we wrap it up, can you tell us, uh, you know, can you share with us how people can find you online? And then also a little bit about, you know, the, the things you offer and about the book that you contributed to as well. Oh, all of them. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yes, you can find me on my website at LydiaNor.com. And there you can also hook up with my um, social media links. They're all listed there. My book, Ignite Your Inner Spirit, is for sale. So if you buy it, on my website, I will find it and send it to you. If you want to buy it on Amazon, you can do that as well. It's a phenomenal book and I can't shout its praises enough. Not, not so much because I was a contributing author, which my story is wonderful and heartfelt. And it's, it's really just, it's my journey and it's yeah. uh, a great opportunity for me to share that. But the stories, the other stories that are within the book are amazing. It's really about people's revelations and transformations through their own challenging life experiences and how they connected to something bigger than themselves yet inherently within them, which was their own inner spirit and how that guided them and helped them on their journey. And again, through a time where a lot of us could be using inspiration and um, just uplifting stories. Uh, yeah. It's a great, great, great read. So I would highly recommend it. And yeah, the work I do is largely centered around discovering your own uniqueness so that you can step into the fullest expression of who you are and use that as your superpower. Oh, I love it all. And Lydia, I'm so glad you got to come on today and share this with us. And I cannot wait to uh, hear when you get to be back on a stage in person again, because I know that that's one of the things that lights you up and I'm sure lights up the audiences as well. So thank you so much for being on today. And I look forward to connecting again. Oh, thank you, Kristen. It's been wonderful. Have a great day. Thanks. I loved this conversation today with Lydia. Gosh, her story, first of all, I mean, it's just amazing the things that she's had to step through to come on the other side and just be an encourager and an inspiration to others and how she helps people step into their own uniqueness and understanding of themselves and what they want. And, you know, I love that she says a lot of people, they say, I want that too, but they don't know where to begin. 
And I love that she gives us suggestions, suggestions and ideas for how to do that. You know, we can do journaling. We should get quiet in nature. We should be curious. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation today as much as I did. And I just want to leave you with a quote or two and a few thoughts. And I want to share these words with you by Plato, who says, you can just You can discover more about a person in an hour of play than in a year of conversation. And I think that quote, it really sums it all up, doesn't it? In other words, when we are curious, when we do play, when we let ourselves to just, you know, enjoy nature, we really can come home to ourselves. We can really find our center again. And another quote that really says so much to me is this. You're worried about seeing him spend his early years doing nothing. What is it? Nothing to be happy, nothing to skip, play, run around all day long. Never in his life will he be so busy again. And that quote about children is from Jean Jacques Rousseau. But I think, you know, the point is, is we think kids are, you know, as adults, we sometimes say like to the kids, like, oh, you need to, you know, get your work done, do your chores, all these things. But what we're not realizing is they are actually experiencing the world and they're learning and they are understanding who they are in those moments of playing and exploring and being curious and being creative. And we can all learn something from that, you know, that we do have to get back to that, those parts of ourselves so that we can remember and understand and learn, you know, who are we? What do we desire? What do we want in our lives? You know, what are, as Lydia talked about, what are our own values and how do we build our life around those values, the things that are important to us in this season? What are the things that light us up and how do we start to understand what we do want instead of only understanding what we don't want? So I would just encourage you, uh, much like Lydia said, and much like I do in my own life, get out in nature, get quiet with yourself. And start letting yourself hear what, uh, you know, you want to say to yourself. And then be curious and try things and explore things and see where it leads you. So I would just encourage you in those things. I think we do need to know what we want in order to define life on our terms. And we have to be willing to break the past scripts so that we can move into better and more beautiful and amazing things. Join our Facebook group called building a life you love, where we will provide additional encouragement, motivation. We will answer questions and we will just give you more resources and support along your journey to define life on your terms and go after your dreams and find work that lights you up. And if you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have ideas for the show or guests that you'd like to recommend, I'd love to hear from you. So DM me on Instagram at Kristen Fitch, or you can email me from the website. Thanks so much. And thanks again for listening in. Until next time, have a great week.